welcome to Million Dollar Agent, episode 216. How are you, gentlemen? Very good, Tommy, but you, you do sound like you're uh, down a drain pipe, and, and we were just talking to Troy before, and he sounds like he's uh, in some multi-million dollar studio. Troy, we are onto you, believe me. You've been <laughs> pushing us out the side. It started with, you know, that third person appearing on the logo, and it's just built and built, and, and Tommy, soon it's going to be the Troy Malcolm show, I'm guaranteed. <laughs> Well, I've, I've actually, I've actually just sent you both a uh, a photo of the new microphone that I've got. Uh, so you can use oh that, Tom. God. We'll post that on your website. You're six foot tall. What's going on, <laughs> Tom? No wonder. No wonder. This is getting ridiculous. Like, this is beyond ridiculous now, Troy. We're going to have to talk. We'll talk next week anyway. Let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. I just had. I I just for some reason had this vision of Susan ringing me up saying. What's Troy doing with this new podcast he's got off on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. So what are you finding around the traps, Tommy, this week? What, what's your uh, – what no, are you hearing? Look, I'm getting a common a common thread coming in from real estate gym members but also from the social media audience. And it's, it's, it's an interesting question because I don't think there's a direct answer. There's not one thing that's going to solve an issue. They're saying, how do you commit buyers where there's a marketplace – that has no urgency. And what I thought I'd do is just, you know, put it out to both of you. What are your views on that? I mean, what are the sorts of things that an agent can do to actually improve working with buyers? Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that we're going to give them five scripts or dialogues that they're going to use on a Saturday to actually get a buyer to sign a, you know, a contract. But there are certainly things that real estate agents can do, such as working really well with a broker or uh, being making sure that they're not treating buyers like one night stands, and they're actually sitting with buyers over a long period of time and working with them. Um, and getting close with them and understanding what drives their behaviour and also taking advantage of when you when you can use social proof, um, do, do organise to have buyer inspections where you've got multiple buyers showing up at the one time. And I've even had uh, John and Troy real estate agents that tell me that sometimes I'll do an open for inspection and they won't actually say 12 to 1 or 12 to 12.45. They'll say the open for inspections at 12 o'clock and they'll get everyone to come at that one time. So I'd love to put it to you, some ideas on what you, you think about that question. This is a great question and it's very topical, isn't it? Well, I'm going to say it's topical. Arguably, it's been topical for some 12 months. Um, I, I love this topic because I agree with you, Tommy. This is, for me anyway, this is not about some clever script or dialogue. This, this is about a couple of things. Firstly, it's about shifting your intention and your energy. So it, it feels like, you know, we, we often talk from a vendor-agent relationship about commission breath, Tommy, and I think it feels very much the same. This is about, oh, you know, how can I get them over the line? How can I get them to buy? How I can get them moving forward? My view is how can I serve them? How may I serve them? If this is not the right property for you right here, right now, let me just wait until I find the right property and let's move forward. If this is beyond your financial means and this is not a comfortable acquisition within your budget, let's move forward. So I'm the actually the opposite to most. Rather than you know trying to push them forward, which I because I've had the same questions from a lot of people. I know Troy, you get it regularly as well. Rather than how can I kind of you know get them committed and get them to move forward, which is kind of feels like a wrestling energy. For me, for me, it's around shifting the energy. Is is it's almost care, but not that much in a negotiation perspective. 
but it's doing it from a great point of intent. And I know that we had the great, we've had rave reviews about Jeff Jowett's um, podcast, Tommy, and, yeah. and I know you've had a chance to listen to it and also talk to him. And, and he talks a lot about process and intent. So the first thing I want to talk about is the intent. So you have to make sure that you, you are making decisions and recommendations that are in the best interest of the buyer. Um, so then you're coming from a place where people are magnetized by and, and they want to participate. The, ne- the next one is a process, and I'll talk a bit about this, and then, Troy, you know, please chime in on, on, on it because I know you've got some great ideas. But you're right what you said before in the intro, Tommy. There are certain things that you can control. So pricing, presentation, and marketing, it always comes back to me. They, they're the three key drivers for success. And if you want more buyers or buyers buying more quickly or buyers moving forward with the transaction, you need to make sure the pricing, presentation, and marketing are exemplary. So if the pricing in this market or most markets around Australia at the moment, if the pricing is out of line with where the buyers sit, you're not going to get, no matter how good the property is, how good a salesman you are. So it's around price alignment and pricing strategy. Then it's around, uh, of course, presentation, making sure that if you've got a pest and building report, you've had a stylist through it, it presents well, you've dealt with any issues if you can. And then the last one is marketing. I mean, what is the caliber of your marketing? Because you can't, no matter how good a property is and how well it's priced, you can't sell it without getting buyers through. And the more buyers you get, the better your chance. And as you very astutely mentioned before, the more competitive tension and energy there, of course, you are going to get it. Because a buyer is going to hold back because, you know, buyers have been reading the papers like we have and watching the news and and they're, they're hearing, oh, well, now not a great time to buy, no hurry, no urgency, it's a buyer's market. So that's the education they get in the greater market. So, you know, I think you've got to do those things. And we interviewed Pete Chauncey on one of our podcasts internally, Tommy, and he said before he actually puts an ad out and he puts a signboard up, he and Bridget, his associate, will call between 50 and 100 buyers to introduce the opportunity to them privately in a in a sneak preview sort of way so that's his benchmark and he actually used the words troy from memory non-negotiable he said yeah right so these are the standards this is non-negotiable we list a property we get on the phone and we ring each around 50 buyers and so 100 people have heard from us so that's the stuff that you can control and the last thing i'll just mention troy before you, you chime in is um what is the reason to buy? If I'm a buyer right now, what what evidence can you give me? So first thing you've got to do that stuff. Number one, get your intent right. Get your mindset right. Get your, in, um, your energy right. So you're actually only making recommendations that are in the benefit of the buyer. And, and if they want to move forward and this is a home they love, you're actually going to find a way to help them move forward. Secondly is you're dealing with the controllables, the things that you can control and making sure that every element is at its its most exemplary position. And the, the third thing for me is ha- having a sensible conversation, again, not scripts and dialogues, a sensible conversation. Now, if, I, if, you, if listeners are in Sydney, and I know probably a reasonable number are, what would that sound like in Sydney? That would sound like, Troy, you know, you've got to make the decision for yourself as to when feels right for you. And, of course, there's lots of media and lots of opinions, but the only one that really counts is yours. Here's what I do know. In the last six market cycles, the corrections in terms of give backing, give back on price has been between 6 and 12%. We know right now you're looking in right Epping area. We know right now it's between 18 and 20%. So historically, it's already gone back well, well beyond any previous cycle. The other thing we've known statistically, and these are very accurate statistics, 
is the average um, correction period has been around two years. We also know that we've been about 18 to 20 months into this correction period, depending on where you are, but it was probably October of the year before last. So for me, that says A is from a longevity point of view, from a, from a calendar point of view, um, we should be. History tells us we're almost through this. And secondly, from a data point of view, we've already well beyond and well outside the last half a dozen cycles in terms of the amount of price that the markets come back or corrected. So, all, But again, I wrapped it around by saying, look, if this is not right for you, either the right property or the right time, there's no problem. No pressure from me, Troy. I want to buy the home you like at the time you feel confident. Here's why I think you should be feeling confident about the time. You need to tell me whether the house suits. I'll give you the comparable sales. I've got a vendor that's inside ready to sign a contract with a, with a appropriate offer. So why don't you go away with your family and have a chat? So there's a few things if I un, un, unpack that. It's information. It's unselling, as I often refer to it. it, it it's you know caring but not that much, only if it's right for you. And I think you know those things combine, hopefully, but Troy, you, you chime in because you've got some thinking, I'm sure. John, there must be that intimate knowledge and understanding of what the buyer's needs are. You know, we talk about Peter Chauncey, we talk about Bridget working within his team. They speak to those 100 buyers. Every single person that's listening to this podcast right now, take out a blank piece of paper and write down your 10 top buyers that have either missed out on a property or have expressed to you that they're genuinely interested in purchasing in the next three months. They're going to be your benchmark of to build trust, influence and rapport with. So you're going to get a better understanding. Most people, when they go and see a property, they've disregarded buyers for a long period of time. This is actually the moment in time where we really need to up the ante, so to speak, with buyers so we can help them in their search. Buyers that are in the market right now want to buy. That's a fair assumption. We've got to be able to be the conduit between buyer and seller and show them valid reasons, buy information and data. Exactly what you said, John. Yeah, yeah. And I like that intimacy bit that, you know, if you really know what they're after and you've ticked the boxes and you get a sense, that's when you take the pressure off, not put it on. Because the harder you push me in a direction to make a decision, or, or most people, um, Generally, you'll find they will actually resist and put, put, push back because they start feeling they're the only one interested. Mm. You're getting desperate. They can start sensing that commission breath. So from my perspective, it's stepping back, getting up in a helicopter, rising your intent to a higher level. And this is not spiritual or religious. This is just about ethics and integrity in selling. And, and I think you'll find that that will have you stand out so much like a beacon. People get comfortable if they don't make the decision there and then. They go home, they have dinner, they talk about it, they understand that you're in their corner, they know that you've given them some good facts to sleep on, and they know you haven't pushed them in a direction or in a, at a time frame that's beyond what made them comfortable. So I think they're the kind of things, Tommy, that I'd be doing, and, and hopefully that leads to a better all-round agent, not just in this market, but in any, any market. Yeah, I'll pick up from that last comment is, and working with their time frame, because I think, John, sometimes, and, and maybe... The people that do ask the question, or oh, how do you commit a buyer, is you've got to understand uh, buyers see value. Um, uh, they make decisions on buying a house that suits their time frame. And I think one of the most important things to do is ensure, as Troy said, you're working with whether it's your top 10 or top 20, ensure that the people that you're working with, if you're going to get an offer off anyone, you're going to be getting them off people that are 
hot and are very motivated. And I just can't help hearing some of the questions that good agents ask, even when I'm doing an auction on a Saturday. I'll overhear some of the questions I'll ask people coming through. Things like, what have you offered on so far? What's the best home you've seen so far? What stopped you from going from that one? And they suss out, where is this buyer in the uh, in the in the buying process, are they in the early stages? Are these people who have missed out two days ago and they've got a broker's written letter and they're a little bit disheartened because they need to get a property and they've got to get it out, out of their home in 40 days? So I think segmenting and understanding the difference between an A-plus buyer and someone who's really, you know, beginning the fact-finding process. Yeah, yeah well said. Sorry, Troy, go no, I was just going to agree with that. You, you need to be able to have that intimate knowledge and real clear understanding of where they are in the process. There's no point working with a buyer that is only in the initial stages of getting pre-approval or has just started looking in the market. And if they are, put them into your process to really get to know them better and help them along the journey. Yep, yep. No, well said. No, I think, you know, with all we've said today, there's, there should be a real – and it could be for many people, Tom – a brand new approach. It was funny. I was listening to Jeff uh, Jeff Jowett again talk the other day to some of our people, and he and he used the phrase. He said, "Sometimes when you change the way you either live or work or sell, it's a bit like you know pulling the computer out of the back of the computer and then turning it off and then rebooting and starting again. It's like a reset. And, and you know, I, I love people that, that are prepared to do a reset. And if you're um, approach till now has been a little bit more on the pushy side and thinking more about your commission than about, you know, their interests. I think, you know, it's a great time to reset. And, and the market, the toughness that market's been in for many people and the shifting in energy of the market, this is a great opportunity to have that reboot or reset for your selling forever, not just for this market. I, I would love the entire industry for as long as they're in it to shift to that high intent, high integrity selling. And I think not only will you sleep better at night and you'll live better and your customers will benefit from it, but you're going to sell two or three times more property just by doing it that way. Beautifully. Well said. And I can't. I had a conversation with the Headley Wards. Uh, they're, they're franchisees of, uh, of McGrath on, where are they? Uh, Noose, uh, not Noosa, Sunshine Coast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was just listening to, you know, some of the things that they're saying, which sounded very much the way you sounded, John, about talking about that ride example, um, where you come across more like a doctor than a salesperson, evidence-based, providing facts and being calm and collected. And I think um, he said to me, one of the things that they're saying is a lot of people are saying um, at the moment, you know, finance is, is really really, really tight, buyers are saying, so it's probably not a great time to buy. And they'll say something, look, you're very fortunate right now because you do have your finance approved and you're absolutely right. Finance is very hard for for many other people. So think about it. You're not actually having to fight against these people. And when that circumstance change and financing becomes easier again, you're going to actually have more buyers to compete against and more buyers means more pressure on pricing. So you should actually look at that as a positive. Well, I've, I've heard other other agents sort of say when buyers are saying to them, oh, the newspapers are saying that, you know, prices are going to drop another, you know, 5%. I've heard agents say, John, look, at the moment, things have corrected in this market by 15%. All I can say to you is smart buyers are buying and others seem to be reading newspapers. 
Yeah, exactly um, right. There will be people that will hold off and, and many, unfortunately, will actually miss the mark and the market might have a little rebound and, and you cannot pick. Tom, you and I have been through many cycles and, Troy, you've been through a few as well. Um, you can't pick the top and can't pick the bottom until six to 12 months later when you look back. What's your, at the moment, what's your feeling? On a, on a, on a clock... Are we at the uh, – so let's talk about Sydney, Melbourne predominantly because that's been the marketplace that's had the biggest correction. Um, would you say we're at 6 o'clock? Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, depending on exactly how you you treat you know the, the clock, I think we've obviously come off the top. We've, we've seen a fairly rapid – well, quite a, a rapid historically, extremely rapid and um, uh, severe correction. I'm seeing that slow down. I think we're within a couple of percent in most of those markets. It feels like the buyers are coming back. I think our biggest problem now is just getting a little bit more uh, credit availability because it feels in the market there are people that are more than willing to come back in at these levels, but they're still having a little bit of trouble in the short term. And, and this is obviously the Royal Commission's had a bit to do with this into banking and finance. So I think that as that lifts because you look at the underlying factors interest rates unemployment uh, economy all of those things they're all pretty positive the only thing that's negative right now is really the media and the availability of finance so the media will shift as minute the minute that buyers start buying and and uh, clearance rates go from 40 to 50 to 60 percent back to more normalized levels the media will stop writing the negative stuff so I think we're at a pretty good place in terms of buyers that are buying right now could probably satisfy themselves that they are pretty much, you know, their timing is pretty impeccable right now. Troisi, what uh, you're out there with your um, auction role. Um, what's yes. your feeling? Do you feel like um, there's more buyer energy um, in the markets you've been working since, say, three months ago or prior to Christmas? Yeah, I'm definitely seeing a lot more people attending auctions, Tom and John, uh, whether they're going through the process of registering or waiting until they see what happens on the day. They are, a lot of people are that have been through the property inspecting. I actually had a report handed across my desk only today to say that uh, one of the, a couple of the bigger banks are starting to look at interest only loans again. Um, yeah. And they're slightly more relaxed around their criteria and they're offering those interest only payments up to from six to 10 years. So I think there is a shift happening. I kind of think that half past six is, is where we're at. And I couldn't agree with John Moore if uh, the interest and the clearance levels turn back to where they were maybe 6, 12 months ago at 60% or so, we'll start to see the activity from the media um, not deter from buyers wanting to buy but actually promote them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As we wrap up this episode, I think it's really important for everyone to, as an executive summary, remember that the closer you get and closer you work with buyers, the better you will see the outcome of most of your campaigns. Um, we're starting to see those buyers that are most active in the market actually start to commit to property. And I think that's a really healthy scenario for agents that are wanting to develop those relationships. Yeah, like Troisi, I think it's a, it's a good time. We might have just lost Tommy for the last for the last few seconds of the thing. I think he's dropped off the podcast, but I think we're all pretty aligned. It's basically shift your intent to get to a point where you're serving the buyers. You're not trying to get more commission for yourself. Um, you're actually helping the buyers make a confident decision so you have facts and figures to back them up. Your energy is not around push. 
It's around just make the space available and let them step through. So, yeah, no, I think I think it's a good time. Um, and uh, next week or so, we'll sort of see how things continue. But we've got a few good topics when Tommy's back. So we'll we'll be same back, same time, same station next week. Absolutely. And remember, everyone, if you're going onto iTunes, we love seeing those ratings reviews come through. Those five stars is even an extra credit for us. I know that John will say that I'm trying to lead the witness there, but absolutely not. We just love seeing your reviews. So keep them coming through. Can they do six stars or is that off the... That's not no, <laughs> iTunes, they can only do up to five stars. Damn that. Yeah. Raving fans out there, they'll be most frustrated right now. But, uh, yeah, no, p- please, it's good to uh, it's good to rate because it, it helps us connect with more people. So hopefully you're enjoying it and we'll be back with Tommy next week. Perfect. Thanks, John. Bye, yeah. everyone.